Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Faith Over Fear podcast. I'm Austin Buckland. Carl Walenda had been performing stunts since he was just six years old. He'd been trained to walk on a high wire, cycle across the tightrope, and balance as one of a seven-man pyramid. He rarely used a safety net, and for him it seemed that nothing was impossible. But on March 22, 1978, the world watched in horror as Carl Walenda fell to his death. He had been attempting to walk across a high wire strung between two towers in Puerto Rico, and the 73-year-old lost his balance, teetering on the wire for 30 heart-stopping seconds before plummeting 10 stories. Now, his accident wouldn't deter the rest of his family from continuing on in the business, though. A few years ago, Nick Walenda walked a tightrope across the crater of an active volcano in Nicaragua, taking half an hour to cross the boiling lake of lava spewing toxic gases. The volcano, which was 2,083 feet high, is only one of eight volcanoes in the world with an active lava lake. Walenda, who's the seventh generation of the famed Great Walenda's family, family of stunt daredevils and circus performers, said that gusts of wind caused him to lose his balance a little while the gases affected his eyes. Walenda has also walked a high wire across Niagara Falls and made a blindfolded crossing between two towers in Chicago. After accomplishing the feat, Walenda said it was the longest and most dangerous high wire walk of his entire life. He said he was relieved to make it across safely as the unpredictable winds made the walk especially challenging. Well, I think I'd be relieved too, don't you? Well, the truth is, almost every movement that we make in life requires balance. Without balance, you inevitably will trip, stumble, and fall. As we continue our lessons on living intentionally, I want us to look today at living the intentionally balanced life. Sometimes it seems difficult to find balance in our lives, doesn't it? Many times, maybe it's too easy to tip too far one way or the other. Either we work too much or not enough. Either we're too busy doing chores at home or we neglect those things too much. It's easy to develop bad habits and live an unbalanced life. But more importantly, what about in your spiritual life? Do you have a balanced relationship with God or have you unknowingly picked up some bad habits going too far one way or too far the other in your relationship with God? For many Christians, a lack of balance in their life becomes a serious problem. Life is full of events that require balance. We live in the world but are not of the world. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 8 says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. There's a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Well, we need to consider the need for and the importance of living a balanced Christian life. Of course, it's important that we first must understand the consequences of a life that's out of balance. Did you know that the company who makes post-it notes makes 25 by 30 inch post-it pads? Now that's for somebody with a busy schedule, isn't it? 
If your agenda fills up a post-it poster, then maybe that's a sign that you're too busy. But other signs may not be so obvious. How do you know if your life is out of balance? Well, here's a big test. Here's a very simple way to identify imbalance. If we love anyone or anything more than God, then our lives are out of balance. It was Jesus who said in Matthew chapter 6, no one can serve two masters. He also said in Matthew chapter 22 that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. God created our universe around the principle of balance. Our earth is balanced perfectly. If the earth was just tilted a few degrees in either direction, then either we would burn up or we'd freeze to death. The principle of architecture is based upon balancing stress load. If a building isn't balanced, then it will collapse. And likewise, if your life is not in balance, then it will collapse. When your personal life is out of balance, you'll experience many frustrations in life. Most of us are very busy and we're juggling many things at the same time. And maybe you start to work on one area of your life and then you switch to another area of life. And you stay frustrated because about the time you get the first thing in balance, then the other one starts to fail. And this cycle, it's exhausting. You're constantly busy and stressed out. And if you're not careful, then you'll spend more time worrying than sleeping. If you allow your life to become too busy, it really is easy to stray from God or let him become another thing on the 25 by 30 inch to-do list. If we keep on spinning in the hamster wheel of our busy lives, it makes it difficult to remain in him. If our life is out of balance, we're going to suffer in three different ways. The first way is that we suffer physically. Your hard work and efforts will seem to be in vain. They feel like they're of no use. Psalm 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, then the watchmen stand guard in vain. You know, we get up early in the morning, we work long days, we come home late and we get ready for the next day so that we can do it all over again. And by the end of the day, we're absolutely exhausted. Across the country, more and more people are succumbing to emotional burnout. And so we're also going to eventually suffer mentally. A life out of balance has misplaced priorities. If we don't put things in the right order, then you'll start to wonder what the meaning of life really is. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon writes about all the things that he's observed in his life. And he determines over and over again that each thing is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Our society teaches us to chase after more and more and more. More possessions, more fame, more followers, more money, more glory, more pleasure. It drives us to always want something more than what we have right now. But mentally at the end of the day and especially at the end of our lives, none of those things matter if you don't have the Lord at the center of them all. Therefore, a life out of balance will also make us suffer spiritually. When will enough ever be enough? Jesus asked in Matthew chapter 16, What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? 
It's so much better to have little and to have peace of mind than to have much but to have turmoil and always be running after more. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 6 is better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil chasing after the wind. Simply put, we are in a rat race. So the puzzle that we have to solve is how do we get out of the race? We run from the moment that we wake up until we go back to bed again. And the answer to slowing down isn't found in our cell phones or on TikTok or on Facebook. But balance is found in our Lord and Savior and right here in the pages of His Word. If everything in your life is falling apart, then you need to put Jesus back at the center and watch Him pull it back together again. The bottom line is Jesus Christ wants to be the center of your life. And you can start over. You can have a new beginning. And this can be the time that you get your personal life in balance. The key to balancing on a tightrope is to lower the body's center of gravity towards the wire. Just as it's harder to topple a big round vase than a tall, slim one, a human is less likely to fall if the bulk of their weight is closer to the wire. I went skiing uh, for the first time a few weeks ago, and I had multiple people tell me to keep your body low, try to keep your center of gravity low and as close to the ground as possible. Well, as Christians, we have to center ourselves on faith so that we won't be swayed by the winds and gusts in life. Whenever bad things unexpectedly happen to us, then we can be knocked off of our spiritual balance if we're not prepared for it. It's like a man who listed out 10 important things in his life, and he put them in 10 little square boxes. He had a box with his family life, and his work life was in another box. And on the other side, he had a box with activities, and he created all of these little boxes. And of course, he remembered to make a little box to put his faith in too. And then he stacked all of them up, one on top of another. And how long do you think it took him to stumble? wasn't very long at all before all the boxes went toppling over and his entire life was in scrambles. Well, our lives can be the same as that man's. We split up and we separate a certain amount of time to each thing that's important to us. And if we're not careful, then our faith just becomes another box too. And not if, but when things start to topple, they all topple. But if we build with faith as a sturdy, strong foundation, as one big block... On the bottom, and then we lay out all the other boxes onto it in the right proportion and priority, not trying to stack things up on each other, then we can find balance and we won't be swayed by the storms of life. God is concerned with every aspect of our lives. He cares about every little thing and every little detail. He cares about what we care about. But for Jesus to work in our lives, we have to be connected to Him. He has to be the foundation under all the rest of the things in our life. If you want to live a truly balanced life, then you can only look at one person in all of history as a model. And it's Jesus Christ. If you put him at the center of your life, then your life will become more balanced. Think of your life like a wheel. The center of the wheel is a hub. And all the spokes of your life, which can represent your relationships, 
your family, your career, your goals, your hobbies, etc. come from that hub. And we all build our lives around some sort of hub. So the question is, what will be your hub? Will it be your family? Is it your career? Is it money? Or will it be Jesus? How do you know what you're building your life around? Well, take a look at whatever you think about the most. And that's probably what is driving you. The center of your life is critical to developing a balanced life. A solid center leads to a solid life. But a weak, flimsy center leads to a weak life. If people say that their lives are coming unglued, then it probably means one thing, and that's that they have a faulty center. Something other than God has taken priority in their lives. Not only does that hub create stability, but it also controls and influences everything else about your life. Whatever you put at the center of your life will also be your source of power. The power of a wheel always influences from the center outward and never the other way around. So we have to be intentional intentional, excuse me, about putting Jesus at the center of it all. I love that an old recipe for chicken started out with this instruction. First, catch the chicken. Well, that writer knew how to put first things first. That's what we do when we establish priorities. We put the things that should be in first place in first place and the rest in their proper order. Make Jesus the center of your life and he'll provide the stability, the control, and the power that you need for your life. The Bible says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then all these things will be given to you as well. You see, let him direct your life. Let him influence it and let him empower it and him give it stability. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 says, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. So if we put Jesus at the center, if we use him as our guide and as our role model, and we balance our lives around him, then we'll start to become more like him. Let's look at some of the ways that Jesus maintained balance in his life. What does the Bible have to say about it? If you have your Bible with you, go ahead and turn your Bible to Luke chapter 2. And there's a little verse in here that is a short verse, but it's a powerful one. What did Jesus do in those silent years of his life between age 12 and age 30, and then when he started his ministry? Luke chapter 2 verse 52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and men. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and with men. You see, Jesus was perfectly balanced. Jesus Christ grew, the Bible says, in four ways. To maintain balance in our lives, it's vital that we must continue to grow heard about a group of tourists who were visiting a beautiful little village and they walked by an old man sitting beside a fence. And one of the tourists asked him, were any great men born in this village? The old man said, nope, not here, only babies. Well, every person who is baptized into Christ starts off as a baby. And we have to dig into the meat of the word for our, in order for ourselves to grow in our relationship with the Lord. 
four ways that Jesus grew. He grew, first of all, in wisdom, which means that he grew intellectually. Well, how do we continue to grow in wisdom? Jesus grew in wisdom by staying connected to his Father and listening to what he had to say. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Well, if you're a Christian, then the Bible feeds your soul. You're naturally hungry for spiritual nourishment. It develops our spiritual muscles and enlightens our minds. The word is alive and active. It's sharp and it'll keep you sharp. The Bible is nutritional milk for young Christians. First Peter chapter 2 verses 2 through 3 says, Like newborn babies crave the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you might grow up in your salvation. Secondly, he grew in stature, which means that he grew physically. We know that we need to take care of our bodies physically. We need to get proper rest and nutrition. First Corinthians chapter 6 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? whom you have from God, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Third of all, he grew in favor with God, which means that he developed spiritually. In order to grow spiritually, we have to trust and obey God, and we have to get to know Christ. You want to talk about a busy guy? I mean, just take a look at Jesus' ministry. The word had gotten out about Jesus, and he was in high demand. People had heard that he could heal them from their sicknesses, and they went flocking to him for their needs. And I don't ever get the impression that Jesus is hurried or overworked or stressed out. Jesus was able to achieve and to maintain balance in his life, even before the start of his ministry, because Jesus understood who he was. Jesus understood his purpose. Jesus was intentional about spending time with God and recharging his spiritual batteries. During his ministry, even though there were hundreds of more people to heal and probably thousands of more demons to be cast out, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray. And Luke, Luke chapter 5 verse 16 even tells us, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He would pray before making big choices. Luke chapter 6, it says, In those days Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. Now, I don't get the impression that that was a, a quick prayer before bedtime, but it says Jesus spent the night in prayer to God. And the very next morning, he would choose his 12 disciples. You see, Jesus understood the need for balance in life. Not only did he want to nourish his relationship with God the Father, but he wanted to be powerfully effective in his ministry. And he realized that in order to do that, he needed those times of reconnection to God. Slowing down and adding balance to our lives enables us to experience a more abundant and a more effective life. Prayer is our means of communication with God. It might be at the dinner table or in the bedroom or driving down the road. Maybe it's in a secluded and quiet place. Jesus realized the necessity of getting away. Jesus left the people and he deliberately sought a place 
where he could be alone. He didn't take his computer or his cell phone. Didn't even take a good book with him. But Jesus wanted to be silent and still. Not so that he could rest, but so that he could hear the still, small voice of God. From time to time, we have to recharge our spiritual batteries by plugging into God. Fourth of all, Jesus grew in favor with man, which means that he developed socially. You see, Jesus wasn't afraid to hang out with anybody. He had times when he was with his disciples, who were his friends, and he spent time strengthening them. He was there to weep with friends in times of sorrow. He was there to debate the Pharisees. He was there to eat with tax collectors and sinners, to show them love and mercy and grace and forgiveness. Jesus was an influence on people around him wherever he went. We can find balance between spending time with Christian friends when we need to strengthen each other. And then also, though, with non-believers who maybe we need to be an influence in their lives. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. One of the most important parts of a well-balanced Christian life lies in our relationships. Relationships with family, our parents, friends, co-workers, and most importantly, God. As I close today, the ideal Christian life is a balanced life. Taking the wheel illustration that I mentioned earlier a step farther, one way to think about your life is by thinking of an automobile. It's extremely important that the four wheels on your car be properly balanced for a smooth ride. If the tires are unbalanced and you increase your speed, then you're going to be in for a rough ride. Well, those four tires can represent each of the four things that we just covered in the life of Jesus. Intellectual, physical, spiritual, and relational. If you have a deflated or a flat tire, then every aspect of your life is going to be affected by it. God isn't only concerned with your soul, but he's concerned with every aspect of your being. And it's only when individuals are in good intellectual, physical, spiritual, and social condition that they can be said to be balanced and healthy. Think about it this way. Can you be mentally, emotionally, and socially healthy without first being spiritually healthy? Can you function the way that God intends you to in life without being rightly related to Jesus Christ? Of course not. We were created with those purposes in mind. And the great news for us is that our salvation has already been won through the cross of Christ. A balanced life enables us to experience abundance and fulfillment. Our families will be strengthened and our relationships will blossom. A balanced life is God's desire for us. If we're trying to live the intentional life, then we have to find that balance, keeping our eyes always fixed on the word and the will of God. While it will always be a challenge to achieve perfect balance in this lifetime, we look forward to heaven, which we know will be a place of perfect balance. In this life, may we always Always seek to follow the example of Jesus Christ in the way that he matured and he developed in wisdom and stature 
and in favor with God and man. We'll become better adjusted, more well-rounded, and enjoy the kind of life that John described in John chapter 10, verse 10. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Well, maybe you need to make adjustments to balance your life, to be in line with God's will for our lives. Maybe you need to lay out that foundation of faith and start building on it. If you haven't been baptized and had your sins washed away, then why not do so? You will always, always find the perfect balance in a life with Jesus Christ at the center. Thank you all so much for listening. Talk to you next time.